And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. It is a rotten weather day out there, man. It is misting and cold and windy. But hope everybody's nice and warm inside and uh, preparing to enjoy a 90-minute sports talk program that hopefully will get you guys in a little bit better spirits. In the next segment of the show, we will chat with South Lafouche girls basketball coach, Coach Darian Jenkins. Her team got a win on Friday. And whew, they got to crunch a bunch of numbers to try to get in. They are about nine-tenths of a PowerPoint away from the 28th seed, which is Westgate. They're sitting at number 30 right now. Ideally, tomorrow they would be playing, you know, a 17-win team, and but they're not. They're playing Morgan City, so it's going to actually hurt them just by playing the game. They're going to need a whole lot of help. We'll talk to Coach Jenkins about some of the things they have to have happen to try to get into the postseason. At noon... We're going to chat with LCO boys basketball coach, Coach Keegan Pokey. He will be joining us because today is the end of our middle school coverage. Catch middle school basketball here on KLEB 102.7 FM and 1600 AM. We've got LCO in Golden Meadow at South Lafouche High School, 5.30 PM opening tip for the girls. The boys will be, oh, about 10 minutes or so after the girls. So you figure 6.45-ish, something like that. Our broadcast is sponsored in part by Performance Automotive and Accessories, the Balcony Restaurant, Ontario, Douay, Ontario. We thank them so much for their support. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be at Nichols State University, but Coach Brian Colley and Coach Brody Williams will have the call there. We got Bulldogs. We got Lions. That's always a good time. Cannot wait to see how that one shakes itself out. Yeah, look, we're going to try tonight. Uh, I We put on social media where pregame would be about 5.50. We might go in a little, go on a little before that. Try and get some uh, coaches' interviews, maybe interview a couple of principals uh, before we get started tonight. So uh, between 5 and 5.15, we'll be on air tonight. Sounds like a winner. We got the Bulldogs and we got the Lions. That's always a lot of fun. Tomorrow, we're making the trip to St. Mary. We've got South Lafouche and Morgan City, a boy-girl matchup starting at 6 o'clock for the girls. Tarpons and Lady Tarpons are both favored pretty heavily on those games. Our broadcast will be sponsored in part by Duck Fab. Terrebonne General Health System, Advanced Eye, 3T Oil, Joe Septic, Absolute Fitness, GIS, and Rev. Um, it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, well, the Tarpons are favored in both games. You've coached at Morgan City. And look, Taylor and I talk about this all the time. Even the girls, when the girls had their dominant teams, the Trey Bruce's, the Vic Nelson's, the Michaela Bynum's, the Ava Petries, the Madison Ryan's, even the girls at times struggled against Morgan City. The boys have had some issues there. That is not an easy place to play as my broadcast partner is looking for his phone, which is in his hand. Jesus. <laughs> Rough start to the morning, Chief. Golly. Uh, that's not the first time that happens. <laughs> I could tell you this. I often, this happens often. I am often using the flashlight of my phone to look for my phone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it happens to the best of us. Let's go ahead and get some scores from Friday. We had some big results on Friday, some big district and postseason shaking results. By the way, after we get Keegan at noon, we're going to update you on our soccer brackets as well because we've got a bunch of teams that are going to be moving on to the second round and hopefully beyond. But first, our girls basketball scoreboard. Destrahan keeps up with the Joneses in our 5A district. They get a 49-33 win over Central Lafouche. East St. John dealt a blow to South Lafouche, quite frankly, by beating HL Bourgeois 56-48. It was a good win for East St. John. 
keeping the pace. They're just on the outside of the playoffs right now. The Lady Tarpons would have really liked them to not win that game. Thibodeau goes on the road and gets the win of the night. Coach Ashley Barber and her team was also on the bubble. Really, they're kind of sort of not on the bubble anymore because they go on the road and beat a 22-win Hanville team, 54-43. to Coach Barba and her team had dealt with some adversity, right? They lose Taylor Thomas in the South Lafouche game. She's their starting point guard. They took some uh, growing pains after that, and they have really bounced back. They get a huge win over Hanville on the road. Great job, Coach Barba and her team. In 4A, a game that you and I were at, and we called South Lafouche takes advantage of assumptions Pretty sloppy man-to-man defense. Gets 71 points on the board, rolls 71 to 45. Good win for the Lady Tarpons, man. But I'll, I'll say this, uh, Assumption's got a young lady. That that Jalea Campbell is, oh, she's the real deal. Lady Tarpons had to try to slow her down and take her out of the out of her rhythm because in the first half, she was putting on a show. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, you leave her open, she's tremendous. And uh, I don't know if her, her classification, but I think think she's a junior I'm, I'll, I'll check into that i they, think she's a junior. look assumption has a couple of pieces of they young they, they're gonna be much improved next year and uh they just didn't have anyone else to step up yeah. a couple of girls and that was it but uh lady torpens did a good job in the second half mvp of the week for south lafouche in my opinion was claire repstock she played very well against lutcher played very well again against assumption She's coming on strong at the end of the season, giving South Lafouche a second post weapon to go alongside Nyla Lyons. You mention this all the time on the broadcast. She just understands the game. And when you understand the game, you're going to put yourself in the right positions to succeed. She gets the ball down low on the block. She finishes. She rebounds well. She was taking charges on Friday. We've talked about Lorraine and Lyons because they're the two leading scorers. Goodness gracious, uh, Repstock came on strong last week and really, I think, earned herself a lot of playing time and took some, mom- or is going to take some momentum into the offseason where next year I think she'll have an even bigger role. Yeah, it's just a, a joy to watch her play because as a basketball coach, uh, I see all like the little things sometimes that m- some people may not see. Uh, and like you mentioned, she, uh, she just knows the game. She knows how to play it, uh, fundamentally sound. Uh, when she's on the left side of the basketball, She's going to use her left hand, just, you know, little things little like stuff. that. She'll take charges. Uh, she seems to always be in the right place at the right time. And uh, it, a valuable part of that basketball team, no doubt. Lutcher got a 49-20 to 20 win over South Terrebonne, so they bounce back. Vanderbilt rolls past Morgan City 48-7. to seven. Not sure if they played basketball or football there, but the Terriers got a 48-7 to seven win. Vanderbilt this week played two games and allowed 11 points. Um, that's pretty strong defensive work from them. Berwick, whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again? They played two games this past week and allowed 11 points total. Oh. <laughs> yes. And let me make sure that I'm saying this right. Uh... I'm sorry, no, I didn't say that right because they had some non-district games in between. Their last two district games, they have allowed 11 points total. Four to Lutcher, seven to Morgan City. They did play some non-district games in between, so my apologies there. But the last two district games, they have allowed 11 points total. And look, Lutcher, when they played the Lady Tarpers, they scored a little. A very little against Vanderbilt. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) So the Terriers continue to roll. Uh, Berwick got a 42-34 win over Donaldsonville. That was a good one for them. E.D. White all but clinches the district championship with a 54-23 girls basketball win over Patterson. That boys game was a heck of a game, too. We'll tell you that about that in just a second. 
Uh, Home of Christian School did not play on Friday, but we did have some 1A scores. Central Catholic of Morgan City stays hot, getting a 64-19 win over Centerville. And CCA, Coach Carey and her team get a home win, 55-36. Both Central Catholic and CCA will be playoff bound when the brackets are released next week. We move to the boys' side. Grandal, that a boy Grandal. They get a 56-17 win over Lutheran. Good win for them. Keeping some momentum. They played well down the stretch. Central Lafouche survives a little bit of a scare at Destrehan. They win the game, but just by a dozen, 61-49. Destrehan with one win. Played tough on their home floor. Evan Griffin gave them 20-plus points, and they get a big win. We had, uh, let's see, East St. John, game of the night, at home, defending their home floor, beating HL Bourgeois. So now we've got HL Bourgeois in our 5A district with one loss. East St. John and Hanville both with two losses. East St. John and Hanville split that matchup, and, and um, it's, it's going to come down to the nitty-gritty uh, to see how this all shakes itself out. Bourgeois beat Hanville and East St. John once. Hanville's trying to get revenge on Bourgeois in the next couple of games. It's going to decide the district championship, but East St. John gets a 10-point win. You mentioned this. You said this was we were both at the game between these two teams in gray. You said, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a different game out in reserve because we thought that East St. John left some opportunities on the floor in that game in gray. Looks like they cleaned some of that stuff up and got a win at home against Bourgeois. Yeah, I, that game, HL was up, then, but East St. John would come back and, and cut into it, and you just had a feeling that on the road if HL couldn't uh, respond every single time that it could be a, a, a different game. Hanville gets a 67-38 to 38 win against Thibodeau. You feel for Thibodeau. The wheels have kind of fallen off there. They don't have a district victory. 4A, Ellender gets bounced by Northside, 74-44. to 44. Tough loss for the Patriots against a very strong Northside team. South Lafouche beats Assumption 40-28. to 28. Ugly game for a quarter and a half, two quarters. South Lafouche pulls away in the second half. Um, they limited an Assumption team that had scored 70-plus against Morgan City to just 28. The Tarpons wanted to slow down uh, zero, and the bro kid, they did. Neither one really got rolling. They kind of threw a special defense at them, kept them off balance, and they got a 12-point win at home. Yeah, and the difference in that first half was that uh, the Tarpons took away the, the two big guys that they wanted to take away, and the defense they were playing uh, allowed Assumption to get offensive boards in, in that first half, and I think that's what made it a lot closer when the Tarpons adjusted to it and switched back to another defense, uh, they still took away the big threats, and they did it enough to get uh, the victory in that second half. Lutcher gets a 74-38 to win over South Terrebonne, keeping the pace in district. Vanderbilt rolls past Morgan City 67-26, to so a good win for the Terriers there. 3A, Donaldsonville rolls past Berwick 78-40. to the game of the night may be locally. E.D. White on the road at Patterson gets a two-overtime 64-62 to win. Huge win for Coach Keefe and his team. They were right on the playoff bubble. They give themselves some cushion beating a Patterson team. You know this. Playing over there, especially on a Friday night, that's not easy to go on the road and win that one in double overtime. That's a big, big win for E.D. White. Yeah, it is. We talked about how E.D. White started to play a little bit better as the season goes on and Hopefully they uh, can get into that number when it's all said and done. We're going to try in the coming days to have Coach Richard Jones on the line um, to talk about home of Christian school, but I understand that over the weekend he was fighting kind of the same thing that you and I have been fighting, just kind of a sinus bug or whatever it may be. His team got an emotional district win against Jefferson Rise Charter. 
they went to Jefferson Rise Charter last year and had some drama or, you know, they didn't leave there on very good terms. Uh, and they had had this game circled for a long time, and they win 66-57, to stay undefeated in district. They're not going to need the uh, automatic bid to get into the postseason because they're going to just get in outright. Homer Christian School gets a big win, nine-point win over a team that has become one of their district rivals. Central Catholic of Morgan City stays hot, gets a 68-23 to win over Centerville, and CCA stays hot, getting a 48-37 to win over Vermillion Catholic. Those were our Friday scores. We had a handful of games on Saturday. Let me tell you those real quick, and then we'll catch a break and go to Darien. On the girls' side, uh, nothing local. But on the boys' side, we had East St. John play a game, didn't we? Let's see. Boys basketball. Um, We had East St. John play, I think, an out-of-state opponent, right? Which, if that's the case, out-of-state games don't count in the power ratings, right? Oh, we talked about last. I don't we, think uh, so. Football it does. I football don't think it does. does. Basketball does not. So I Destrahan think. played Saturday. They lost to Dutchtown 56-43. to which is going to lead to a question I'm going to ask you in just a second. Um, East St. John did play an out-of-state opponent in the 173-63. Good win for them. And then St. James. How about this? St. James beats Lutcher on the road, 68-67. to From what I understand, Lutcher was losing that game by 20-plus, came back, but then just fell short late. St. James gets a big win. St. James is much improved. They've got some good wins this year. So that leads me to the next question. If you're Dutchtown, and right now Dutchtown in non-select is... 33rd, um, they're about PowerPoint and a half from being, no, they're about two PowerPoints away from being 28th. If you're still somewhat in playoff contention, why are you not canceling that Destrahan game? It's a non-district game. You don't got to play it. That like You you literally made it less likely that you're going to go to the playoffs just by showing up and playing that game. Yeah, look, a lot of schools do it. Um, coaches have different philosophies in, th- in thinking, you know, in canceling or playing. I know some local coaches here want to play regardless, which is great. Uh, but if it's going to hurt your team's chances to get in. I'll tell you that Dutchtown last week played Santa Mont on Thursday or on Friday and lost and got more points from that loss than they did from beating Destrian. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's probably. But, uh, you know, and, and look, I respect coaches that want to honor it and play it. I, I, I completely understand that. Um, I see the other side of it, too. Yeah, and they had already played them once earlier in the season, too, which to me would have made it easier to maybe get away from it. But Yeah, and look, it it, it hurts where if you're going to play the game but other coaches won't play the game and it gives your team a little disadvantage. It, but yeah. I, I see both sides of it. It is what it is. Let's catch a break when we get back. We got a coach that is studying these power rating numbers heavily. That would be Coach Darian Jenkins. The Lady Tarpons are on the bubble and need some things to happen to try to get in. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. Looking for a deal? Well, Golden Motors has the deals for you. The hottest SUV on the market is in stock and coming. The 2024 36 MPG Chevy Trax. Come see them at Golden, and you will be amazed at the room and comfort of this unique, eye-appealing, and affordable SUV. Golden Motors. Price is priority. Chevy together. Let's drive. Where do my friends and other students find their voice? We find our voice through the performing arts, along with millions of other high school students. 
by expressing yourself in a role on stage, through an instrument, or at the debate podium. The performing arts give us freedom to find ourselves, to find our place. The stage is where I can play, perform, and compete with my friends. Performing arts at your school is where creativity meets courage. Encourage the students in your life to find their voice through the performing arts. This message presented by the NFHS, where we encourage all students to play, perform, and compete together. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Welcome to No Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard. Your one-stop fly shop, kayak, and sportsman outfitters. You can check out our new kayak demos and our new pool and sea casting demonstrations. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. And our dedicated staff is here and ready to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Come on in to check out some of our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Orvis, New Canoe, Old Town, and oh yeah, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are now 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1920. Six Airline Drive in Metairie. No chance that's what you got. Welcome back to Play by Play here. Casey just goes Coach Brian Kiley. We hope everybody's enjoying their Monday as much as we are. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have South LaFouche girls basketball coach. Coach Darian Jenkins on the line. Coach D, good morning. How are we doing today? Good morning. I'm good. How are y'all? Doing fine. Uh, good Friday for your team. Take care of business and beat Assumption 71-45. to 45. Got one more regular season game left. Uh, but first, let's start with Friday's game. Talk about the way the ladies played. 71 points is a lot. Y'all had the offense rolling on Friday. Yeah, for sure. It really was. Um, we were definitely proud of the girls all the way around. We had a lot of girls that usually don't get too much playing time that stepped up big, so we were super proud of them as well. Um, and it was just great to get that win on senior night for those seniors that uh, we've been with for the past few years and just to see them leave it all out on the floor and score a big one. So it was good to see. No doubt. Um, early in the game, you guys were a little bit sluggish, and Campbell was making some shots and was keeping them around. Brian and I talked about this. Senior night's kind of a weird day. You know, you got to take pictures, and the routine is broken, and not to make excuses, but do you think the team was maybe a little bit sluggish because of all the stuff that was going on before the ball game? Yeah, I would think so. Um, and they kind of had their mind in other places and where it should have been. But, I mean, after we shook that off, the little sluggishness we had at the beginning and came back, the girls were ready to roll. And just to see the, that teamwork that came in all at one time at the end of that second quarter. And we just uh, kept the momentum coming in after halftime because halftime is another time that kind of makes us more sluggish, I feel like, when we come out of that locker room. But the girls kept the energy up, and we finished off on a roll. What, what subject do you teach, Coach? Um, I teach PE, but I also teach math essentials. Okay, that's where we were going at. Because it's all about math right now for your team. You are sitting <laughs> at number 30 right now. You're narrowly behind East St. John. There's a little bit more of a gap between you and Westgate at 28. 
Morgan City tomorrow, assuming you all take care of business, they're not going to do a whole lot for you. They don't have very many wins. Have you looked at the numbers? What needs to happen for you all to make the postseason? Oh, yeah, I've been looking at it probably way too much. Um, I know that games aren't even happening throughout the day, and I'm still going to refresh the page (laughs) to see if anything changed. But, I mean, and it's kind of confusing the whole formula they have to figure everything out. But we just know that we definitely need East St. John to lose coming up and if some other teams that are on top of us could lose the next few games too it would definitely help us out because it's going to be awfully close to get that uh 28 seed coach i'm trying to think of the right way to ask you this question without putting you in a bad spot but brian and i talked about this last week there was a very controversial ending to one of your games and if that result would have gone your way y'all would probably be in right now that's got to be so frustrating and so disappointing to know that something outside of y'all control might end up being what keeps you out. Right, and I mean, it's tough to think about because, you know, if we would have won that game, it would have been different. But at the end of the day, it definitely shouldn't have came down to that one shot. But still, you know, we just got to move on from it. It's definitely sad to see, and it it stinks, but can't do anything about it. So we just move on to the next one. No doubt. That's a really good answer. Coach, tell us about your senior group. It's a four-player senior group, some really talented kids, some really good kids as well. Uh, this season, y'all already have 16 wins, trying to get 17. It's already clinched a winning season. Already probably are going to lock down district runners-up. Got to be super proud of this group for everything that they've done. Super, super proud. And these girls not only do so well on the court, in the classroom too. I mean, all of those girls are 4.0 students. So it's just awesome to see that they handle business in the classroom and on the court. And just that they're so close as friends and teammates. It just makes it even better. And to have such a good season to end off their high school career just puts the icing on top of the cake. And hopefully these girls can go even farther in their college careers, not necessarily with basketball, but just to have a bright future, I see in all four of them. Coach Collie and I were talking about earlier in the show how the emergence of Claire Revstock. Last week, she had two really big games. She was very good for you against Lutcher. She was really good again against Assumption. She's one of those players that's coming back, and she's building some momentum. It's going to be a big summer for her to, uh, to keep that momentum going forward, but she does a lot to help your team. Most definitely she does, and it all started from when she came to LCO her seventh grade year. Um, I mean, this girl is just such an awesome um, athlete to coach. I mean, she takes everything that any coach says and leaves it all out on the court, and she just understands the game so well, and it's just awesome to have her as a part of our team, and she just progresses and gets better every single day and every practice and every game. And it's finally showing, I mean, everybody in the crowd could see just how well she understands the game and the effort that she puts forth. So we're super excited to see what she has this summer, and we pray, knock on wood, that she stays healthy and does not get hurt because the last two summers she uh, ended up with an injury. So we're praying that this one is injury-free for her. Oh, no doubt about that. Um Going to Morgan City tomorrow, that's always, I'm trying to think of the right word, always an interesting place to go. Uh, the gym is a little unique, and, you know, crazy things tend to happen when we go there. Uh, tell us about the Lady Tigers, and what are some things you guys have to do well to take care of business tomorrow? Um, yeah, we just have to go in with clear heads and make sure that we stay focused and don't feed into the crowd because they definitely always bring a great crowd, loud. Um, energetic for sure. So as long as we go out there and play Lady Tarpon basketball and stay focused, we should be good. Got Golden Meadow and LCO tonight. Um, the Lady Dogs are looking to clinch the Paris Championship outright without any setbacks. Um, the, the Lions have some good pieces as well. Are you impressed by what, what you see out of our middle school talent? Because it looks like you have a, uh, a lot of very gifted players in the next couple of years who are going to be coming your way. 
Oh, yeah, super impressed. And I'll definitely be there tonight to check them out again at the game. I had win a few weeks ago when they had played at the um, LCO tournament. But just to see from point guards all the way to post, like we definitely have a lot of talent on this bayou. So hopefully we can just keep them all together and bring them up to the high school level. That's out. I was always told you know, growing up that it's hard to work with family. You work with your husband. Talk about that dynamic there. I mean, y'all are coaching together. Talk about that. That must be a very interesting um, situation for both you and Z. Most definitely. It's interesting. Uh, we Most of the time we butt heads. We want to rip each other's heads off. But at the end of the day, you know, um, we know we're always looking out for each other and we always have each other's backs. Um, and you definitely know that you can always rely on the other person. So I kind of think it's, it's better to have somebody close to you in there that you just know no matter what, they're going to have your back and uh, do what's best for you. So I wouldn't change it for the world. I love having him as my assistant. For sure. 16-13 uh, and 13 record, uh, one more regular season game, hopefully you know some more after that. What are some of the things that you're most proud of this season with this group of, uh, group of ladies? Um, just to see the progression they've made as a team. Um, from at the beginning, how we always talked about, we can't always rely on just Ellie. And then Nyla came in, so we made it to where we can't always rely on just Nyla or Ellie. Like, they came together and worked as a team, and we're getting numbers from multiple girls, not just those two ladies. And, I mean, of course, they still usually are the um, two high scorers, but we have um, different girls on the team contributing to the score. So just to see the more confidence that these younger girls are having and not always just relying on those two main players that they have confidence in themselves and their other teammates, it's just great to see. Wonderful. Coach, we thank you so much for the time. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Jenkins uh, talking about the way her team has played. They are sitting at number 30. you got a sheet of what-if scenarios. What has to happen for South Lafouche to make the postseason? Yeah, I was just doing a little research, and uh, you look from anywhere. South Lafouche is number 30 right now, so I look uh, from 27 down to 32, and – Coach Jenkins, right? East St. John is the team. They, they're standing at 29, right above the Lady Tarpons. East St. John's at 31.78. Lady Tarpons at 31.73. Um, East St. John has three games left. They played tonight against East Iberville, who is 20 and 8. Uh, if East St. John can win that game, South of is in big trouble. Yeah, they're moving up. But then after. If they lose, they're going to lose a little bit of power points. But uh, their next two opponents, they're playing Central Lafouche on Tuesday, who's 12 and 13. That's a big, big game. Central killed them the first matchup by 16. So if they can lose that one, that's going to help the Lady Tarpons. Then the last game on Friday, uh, they're playing Terrebonne, who's 6 and 10. Won't so East St. John there. will be yeah. favored in that one. So it could very well come down to the last two games. With uh, East St. John. Westgate, they got their 28. They are at 32-64, but they're playing Northside. If they can lose to Northside and lose to North Vermillion, uh, Northside's 11 and 12. North Vermillion is 12 and 11. So there's a chance that Westgate can possibly lose those next two and see how far that would drop them. Uh, I don't think people below the Lady Torpens like Central or Baton Rouge now uh, they're playing tonight against Dunham, who has a record of 21-6. and six. So, again, if Central Baton Rouge can win that one, that's a big jump for them. But then the next two opponents, St. Joseph's, who's 10-13, and, and they got Zachary, who's 19-7. and seven. So, 
it's some big games coming up where um, the Lady Torpens got that one game left. Some of the people around them have two and three games left. And if they win them, uh, it's bad news for Lady Torpens. But if they lose, uh, the Lady Torpens may be able to squeak up into that 28th spot if East St. John helps them out. So another thing that South Lafourche is going to be rooting for um, across the way as, as the season wraps up, you want E.D. White to finish the season strong. You want you know all these non-district opponents that you have played and beaten, um, Carver, uh, Destrahan, Thibodeau. Uh, well, Thibodeau's in there in the same bracket as you, but you know, you're not going to jump them. Mandeville, Ponchatouli, you want those teams to keep winning, get as many points as you can. Central Catholic has gotten hot there now, 14-7. and seven. South Lafourche wants them to win the rest of their games. Edna Carr, you want them to finish strong. Dominican, all that helps. Is every time those teams win a game, you get a point off of it. That could end up being a, a big key as well, is how much will their schedule help them out while they're not playing and the other teams are. Yeah, and it, and it goes with your, your, your strength of schedule. If you played a tough schedule – those teams should win in, in the la- this last coming week. Our district, you get the points balance out in district, but we played one round compared to districts that played two rounds. So with a district game, you might get one. Your opponent's probably getting two Yeah, because they played that extra game in district. So that can help. Well, well it'll hurt, really. We'll be keeping our eyes on it, and we'll be uh, checking and seeing – after tomorrow, what it looks like, Lady Tarpons do need some help. It's not going to be easy, but it all goes out by the wayside if you don't win tomorrow against Morgan City. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we got Coach Keegan Pokey. It's LCO Golden Medal Day. You'll be able to hear it here on Kaylee B later on. We'll have the boys basketball coach of the dogs on in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information quality health care locally for you. Your business deserves the highest quality internet connection and phone service. Rev Business offers you the best at a great price. Delivered on an all-fiber network and backed by our local support teams who have been going that extra mile for 85 years. Rev Business wants to show you the power of hosted phone service and Metro E, direct connections between your locations. For a limited time, get three months free. Some restrictions may apply. Visit us at letsrev.biz. Rev Business. 
It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Picked a better song here. Uh, this, this, I always think of Golden Medal Middle School basketball there because that was the runout song when I was a Lion. We go now to the opposite side of the Lions and we go to LCO and we have their boys basketball coach, Coach Keegan Pokey on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Doing well, Casey. What about y'all? Good, bro. I know it's an exciting day on campus whenever it's Golden Medal game day. Last opportunity for your boys to try to lock down that runner-up spot in the Paris Championship chase. Big day for the Bulldogs, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's always a big day when you have a game, but uh, even more so now that we're playing our, our rival uh, across town and go to medal. The kids are excited. The kids are ready, um, ready to put the, the cherry on top of the, the season that we had. Um, looking forward to it. You guys have played golden medal a couple of times and, and have had good results. How do you stress to the kids, hey, the score's still 0-0. Zero, zero. It's not 50-20 to 20 or whatever it was the last time you played them. How do you make them understand that it's a fresh start and that anything can happen when that ball's thrown up? Yeah, and uh, it was kind of similar to when you had that interview with the Vanderbilt coach uh, of saying, you know, like last year we, we at our turn would beat them by a good bit, by 30-plus, and, and they turned around in the last game of the year and it was a close game. Uh, same thing the year prior, same thing the year prior. It's always that close game in the, in the last game of the season. Uh, they play well, um, and it's, it's always a close game. So the, I think the kids kind of see that, and I think the kids understand that. Uh, with this group, too, man, they're so mentally strong that all year I was preaching it, but we, we never went ahead and, and went ahead and, and played uh, a mentally weak game of not being ready to play. I think these kids are uh, – are special. I think these kids are one of the special groups, more special groups that I had, and I'm expecting them to come out ready to play tonight. One of the things I like the most about your team is, yeah, you got the big post player in Smith, and, and you know he, he does a lot of the work on the inside, but a lot of your guards aren't afraid to go in there either. Your guards rebound the ball, which I love. Your guards go into the lane and you know go into traffic, which I love. And you got a lot of kids that maybe are smaller in size but play larger than their size would indicate, and to me that's awesome to see. Yeah, man, they're so aggressive. They play with so much confidence. They play with so much heart, so much passion. Um, it's fun to watch. Sometimes they just kind of sit back and say, oh, my God, look how look how hard we play. And that's probably one of the biggest compliments in the same sense after you get wins is, uh, God, it's, Coach, y'all play so hard. Y'all, y'all move so much well. Y'all, you move around so well. Um, y'all never give up no matter what the score is, no matter if y'all up by 10 or whatever it may be. Um, I think, again, it kind of goes off of them being mentally strong. They don't worry about the last play. They worry about the next play. No matter if they turn over the ball or if they made a three-pointer, they're going to go ahead and make sure they're ready for the next play once it presents itself. Does it help you the fact that you have the kids before basketball and football? Because most of those kids that are out there were football players. Does it help you with that chemistry knowing that, hey, day one, they already know what Coach Polky expects and, you know, it's not a – whole lot of uh, discipline that needs to be instilled because they've already got it from football. Yeah, absolutely. And then being a PE teacher kind of helps out too as well because 
majority of these kids I have in the classroom too. Um, but I really think a, a lot of that has to do with, like what you said, being the football coach, being the PE teacher, and also um, going ahead and having such a – everywhere we go, like, Coach, you brought the whole bayou, you dressed out the whole bayou. <laughs> and uh, I really think it's showing dividends, you know, when they, they come their sixth grade year or seventh grade year, uh, getting one or two years in into what we expecting out of them, what I expect out of them, the little things like blocking out, closing out. And then by the time they're eight grade year, to see the growth as a team uh, is always awesome to see. I think you're starting to see that. Uh, I'm happy. I'm proud of these guys. But, yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely helps uh, transitioning from sport to sport. Coach, big accord tonight. Uh, does that present to your team an advantage, disadvantage, or none? Same. Uh, who knows? You know, it, it's kind of one of those tough things. Uh, they, they might be able to spread us out a little bit if we do plan on pressing. Um, we might, and it, it always, it seems like when we play at South Beach, it takes like a quarter for us to adjust the, um, the size of the court of being like maybe out of breath, uh, running up and down the court a little bit more for a bigger court. But uh, I think once once the kids kind of get adjust of what what the what the size of the court is and how to move as much uh, a little bit more than maybe on our small court, I, I think we'll be fine. But I, I, I don't know. We're, I guess we're going to find out. Now, if we were playing against a, a team that was looking to press us a little bit more, I think it would be an advantage to us. But I'm not sure. Coach, it looks like tonight um, your girls are in line to clinch another Paris championship. It's been, what, three or four years in a row now for them. I'm mean, actually just speak as an AD, man. It's got to be so cool, so super cool to see what those young ladies have been able to accomplish. And it looks like you're going to have to make a little bit more space in the trophy room, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last three years, man, they uh, win around 25 games and they lose – three or less, uh, no matter however you look at it, no matter what situation you look at it, if you've seen a team win 25 games and only losing three or less, that's, that's special. Uh, and then doing it on a consistent basis, you know, three years, three different groups. And uh, future's bright, too. Coach Randy and Coach Jared do an excellent job. Uh, a lot of those girls are going to be coming back next year. Um, and I, I think they're going to have the same results. They're going to continue to work hard. They're going to continue to play well together. Uh, it's very similar to what we have this year. A lot of those girls play AU together too, as well. So uh, yeah, they're doing an excellent job. Couldn't be proud of her. Proud of uh, Coach Randy, Coach Jared, and the players too, as well. Like you said, we're gonna have to make a little room. Hopefully tonight they clinch it to where it says Paris champs, not Coach champs, and we're gonna hang a banner in our gym again. There you go, man. That's awesome. Um, what's tomorrow look like for you, bro? I know you told us at the end of football that you know, hey, maybe a day or two off, and then we're jumping right into basketball tomorrow. Do you get a little bit of free time for a change? Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> so, man, look, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to let the track coaches, I'm going to give them all their uh, information about who's cleared, who's not cleared. I'm going to go play me around the golf. And uh, my wife, actually, it's her birthday today, so shout out to my wife. Happy birthday, Margo. But she told me, she said, Keegan, that, you know that's not right. You know you, you're going to go to track trials. You're going to help out with trials and make sure everyone's cleared at trials. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to take time off. And then I told her last night, I said, hey, you know you were right. On Tuesday, I'm probably going to be at tryouts. <laughs> so Tuesday, we start track tryouts. Uh, did all the paperwork. Everyone cleared. Everyone got the, the knowledge of everything that is needed from them for tryouts. And then uh, that's when we start. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we got track tryouts to see who makes the team. Man, that's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> be there. Show up. Uh, yeah, big bucks. You know all about the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. You gotta work smart. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't teach me that. You didn't. That's the one thing you didn't teach me. 
Yeah. Lacking over here. Can't give up away all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Only your playbook. Yeah. <laughs> my man, before we let you go, what are some keys to victory? What are some things the dogs got to do to get that win against Golden Medal tonight? We've been doing it all year. We've been uh, saying it all year, too. For us to go ahead and make sure we come out on top, we just got to outwork our opponent. I think that stays true to the night, too, as well. If we outwork them, if we do the little things right, um, loose balls, uh, blocking out, closing out, making sure three doesn't get as much touches as uh, what they're going to try giving them, and uh, do the little things. Uh, attack offense, rebounds, all those little things, outwork your opponent, I think we're going to be fine. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. I'm going to be a nickel, so I'm going to miss it tonight. But good luck to y'all, man. All right, but I'll make sure to send you an update. Then. Please do. Please do. Have a great day, bro. <laughs> right. That's Coach, Coach Keegan Pokey doing an excellent job. Um, the Bulldogs are trying to lock down the runner-up spot in the boys' chase and are trying to lock down the outright Paris championship in the girls' chase. For the girls, I think it would be three in a row, maybe, maybe four in a row. Um, but that'd be multiple back to back to back at least, maybe even another one on top of that. And then for the boys to finish as the runners up and the only school to beat you is a team that combines schools and has a much larger enrollment than you. That's a good job, man. The LCO doing a great job. Golden medal hanging tough. We got a lot of good future tarpons who are going to be on the floor tonight. Look, we're going to have uh, some good basketball tonight. Look on the LCO side. They're, they're, go with the boys first. Their boys, man, look, they just play so hard and aggressive on defense. And uh, they get after you. And the, the kid, Jaden Smith on the inside, the last game against Bayou Blue was just a man on the on the boards. He, he's he's and I'm not, I'm not saying this to criticize the kid when I say he's a baby. What I mean by him being a baby, he's just started playing basketball. Second year, yeah, like he he's he's still very young to the sport. Uh, but you're right, he's so impressive based on the lack of experience that you would have thought there would have been a kid that had been playing since four years old, itty bitty. That's not the case. And and, and all our, our teams are they so well coached. I mean they. They do a lot of little things right. They run sets, and the boys play hard. On, and when you you want to talk about scrappy and play hard, the Golden Medal boys, they're gonna get after you. They, they don't care what's the score. They are coming after you, and they like kind of an up tempo game. And when they can play up tempo at times, they're good. And I know Coach Sampier, he's gonna have a plan in place for tonight. He's not just gonna sit back and let LCO try and do what they want to do. He's going to have a plan to try and stop him. So I expect a very good game on the boys' side. On the girls, uh, Golden Meta has that little point guard. Petrie. Petrie that just gets after it. She's tough. And uh, she likes to steal the ball to get the ball in transition, shoot layups. And they have a couple of big girls on the inside where they move the ball around. They get in good position. Uh, if they play position basketball tonight, they can maybe get the Bulldogs in foul trouble on the girls' side, and that can help their cause. And LCO is uh, is amazing. There's no doubt the Golden Meta's coming in as an underdog tonight in the game. But to watch LCO play, and I mentioned this several times the last couple of years, they are amazing to watch. They they move the basketball very unselfish, and uh, it's a joy to watch them young girls play. They have some talent. They're well coached, and man, if these girls can all go to South, you you. That program's going to be big. <laughs> they're stinking uh, middle schoolers, man. I, 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 like they're seventh graders, man. They're young. That's they're what I meant to say. They're young middle schoolers. They're yeah, a lot graders. of them are coming back. It's it's unbelievable to think um, that, yeah, they, they have 
a lot of youth. I mean, yeah, they, they do lose some very key eighth graders, but a lot of that core is not even in the eighth grade yet. Um, so they might be winning it again next year is what I'm getting at, <laughs> which would be very wonderful for them and, and certainly something that we'd be uh, excited to see. Expecting a, a big crowd tonight, a great atmosphere. They're going to pack that jam, and it, it's going to be a good one. And, again, just some well-coached teams. They, they, do, they do such a tremendous job. And uh, it just doesn't start in October. These coaches now are getting them in the gym, and it's showing. Yep. During the summer, and they're giving up their time in the summer, and it, it's showing on the court. The results are proof. Yep. Let's uh, let's go ahead and catch a break. When we get back, we will talk about some of the local teams that are still in um, the high school soccer playoffs, and then we'll maybe dive into some other topics as well. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community at State Bank. Now 70 years strong. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! suffer from neck or back pain, get relief from the experts at Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. We'll start with an evaluation and develop a treatment plan just for you. We offer non-surgical treatment options and if needed, minimally invasive surgery, which can mean a quicker recovery. Get relief from neck and back pain and get back to work and play with Thibodeau Regional Spine Center. Call 985-493-4501. 493-4501. What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem. And with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414. Welcome back to Play by Play. We thank Coach Keegan Pokey and Coach Darian Jenkins for being our call-in guests today. 
and we wish them all nothing but the best of luck in the rest of their respective seasons. Both teams have one game left on their schedule, and hopefully uh, the ending to the season goes the way that both of those coaches hope. Um, we got a bunch of soccer teams that are still in the playoffs, and a lot of people have asked me, oh, well, when are the games going to be in the second round? I don't know, because a lot of them are not yet listed. They'll be going on throughout the course of the week. Let's start in Division One for girls. We know that Thibodeau is still in. They got a 4-1 to win over New Iberia. They're traveling on Wednesday to play Mount Carmel, who's the number eight seed at 5 o'clock at Pan American Stadium. Thibodeau and Mount Carmel Division One girls. Central Lafouche, the 13th seed, moved on. They got a 2-1 to win against Santa Mott. They're going to be traveling to take on number four, St. Scholastica, in the second round. I don't have a time or a date listed for that one just yet, but we know that the Trojans will be taking on St. Scholastica in the second round. Division two girls. We've got the mighty Terrebonne Tigers, who rolled past Franklin Parish 9-1 to in the opening round. They're the number three seed. They'll take on Tioga today at 5 o'clock over at Tom B. Smith Stadium. Terrebonne and Tioga, a three versus 14 matchup today out in Homa. On Wednesday, South Terrebonne will play their second round match. The number 10 seeded Gators got a two to one win over Minden in the opening round. They'll now travel to take on Ben Franklin, the number seven seed. That matchup will be Wednesday at five o'clock over at Ben Franklin High School. So the Gators today are assuming not the Gators, the Tigers of Terrebonne today at five at home. The Gators Wednesday on the road at 5 o'clock against Ben Franklin. Division three, girls soccer. We've got Vanderbilt, who's still kicking, with an 8 to nothing win over Bozier in the opening round. The Terriers are going to be traveling tomorrow at 6 o'clock to take on number eight, the Willow School, uh, which is formerly uh, Lusher. So Vanderbilt will be traveling to take on the Willow School tomorrow at 6 o'clock for a second-round matchup. E.D. White will be at home in the second round, but I don't have a time or date listed for their second round game. They're the sixth seed. They rolled past number 27, Kaplan, eight to nothing in the opening round. Sometime this week, they will be hosting Sterlington in a six versus 11 matchup. We don't have the date listed on the LHSA website for them. Division four girls. I don't know that we have a local team left standing. We don't. So that moves us to the boys. Division one boys soccer. We still have Central Lafouche, who's in the postseason. They got a 4-2 to opening round win over Fountain Blue. They will now travel to take on Baton Rouge High School on Wednesday at 6 o'clock over at Baton Rouge High School. Uh, Baton Rouge High School is kind of weird, man. Like It's a big old school with a big old enrollment, but like they don't play football or basketball. They play a lot of the Olympic sports. They got a good athletic program in the stuff that they do play. Um, they're going to be hosting Central Lafouche on a Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Yeah, track and field. Oh, yeah. Pretty tough. Yeah, they're real good at the stuff that they do. Uh, Division two boys soccer. We still have Terrebonne, who's in the bracket. They're the 11 seed. They got a 5-2 to two opening round win over Shaw. They'll now travel on Thursday to take on number 6, St. Thomas Moore. That game will be at 5 o'clock on Thursday out in Lafayette. Terrebonne versus St. Thomas Moore. South Terrebonne is also still in the bracket in Division Two. They got a 2-1 to one win over Salmon in a 7-versus-26 matchup. South Terrebonne's the number seven team in the state. They'll be hosting Riverdale sometime this week. Don't have a time hammered down for that one yet, but we do know it'll be in the swamp. 
Division Three boys soccer. We've got E.D. White and Vanderbilt, who frankly can maybe be facing one another in the quarterfinals. Vanderbilt is the number two seed. They got an eight to nothing win over thirty one Buckeye last week. They will be playing at Tad Gormley Stadium on Wednesday against number eighteen De La Salle. De La Salle gets the home hosting honors because they won a road matchup with Cecilia in the opening round. So Wednesday. 5 o'clock, Tad Gormley, Vanderbilt, and De La Salle. Brian, I absolutely positively hate that whole all-brother oh, road team win, so now they host. <laughs> We're starting to get away from that in some of the sports. It's time we get away from that in all of the sports. Vanderbilt's the number two seed. Why are they going on the road and playing number 18? What the hell's the point of the regular season? Um, I, I hate that rule. Football's going against it. Basketball, I think, is starting to go against it. I wish universally we would go against it. If you want to not be on the road every week, don't be the damn 18 seed. That's what the regular season's for. Yeah, I agree 100%. You play the season for a reason. And uh, number one, two, three, and four, you, you should be home. Ah, uh, yeah. In, in, until you get, what, to the state tournament? Then Don't get it. I've never gotten it. I've never understood that. Um, E.D. White's also still alive. They're the seventh seed. They got a 6 to nothing win against Landry in the opening round. They'll be hosting Parkview Baptist on Thursday at 7 o'clock at Pelche Stadium. So if in Division Three both Vanderbilt and E.D. White win their next matches, then we've got Vanderbilt versus E.D. White in the quarterfinals. And when you pull up these season results, we see Vanderbilt beat them 4 to nothing during the season. But that's one where you could throw the record books out. That would be a great quarterfinal matchup. That would be at Vanderbilt, Marcelo Stadium, should those teams advance. Division four, we've got CCA. Remember, um, well, Media Day, um, Coach Tristan Rogers was telling us almost the whole CCA baseball team plays soccer. They're waiting it out. They move on to the next round with a 5 nothing win over St. Frederick. So the number nine seeded Lions will be traveling to take on Episcopal tomorrow at 7 o'clock out on Episcopal's campus. And that is all of our local contingent who are competing for soccer state championships. Big old list of teams, man. It's um, a lot of teams that are going to be making that push to try to make the quarters and the semis. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had a local soccer state champion, man, because we got a lot of teams that are in the hunt. And we still got a lot of fish that are swimming with 16 teams left in all the brackets. Yeah, you just rattled off a lot of local schools that, that are still in. In the mix. That's impressive. Yeah, no doubt about that. Also want to send an attaboy to one of the better high school football players that I have seen this season um, who announced his collegiate commitment. Let's see. I'll find it here. Thanks to Coach Tyler Lewis for sending this in. Jalil Matthews is signing with Arkansas Monticello on Wednesday at a ceremony on campus at 3 o'clock. Um, Jalil Matthews is an unbelievably gifted linebacker. Frankly, I think the school up the road could have used him. But what about the job Arkansas Monticello does? They get local players year after year after year, and it's because Coach Hud Jackson knows the area he's from here. Um, but Jaleel Matthews is a good one going on off to uh, UAM, and that's a, that's a great get for them because I saw him play several times this year. Do as a warrior. He makes every single tackle on defense. It's a great get for, hey, for Monticello. This is the traditional signing day, right, coming up? Yes. The Wednesday is the signing day that we used to freak right. out about. Now it's in December. Yeah, it's, it's the traditional signing day. So we'll learn a whole hell of a lot of players that Nichols is going to bring in. Because the smaller schools still sign the majority of their class on the signing day. 
on Wednesday, we'll have a ton of names that'll be going on over to Nichols, and I'm very excited to see that. So list. we'll see how many locals that maybe can get their shot. Um, your boy, uh, Coach Loop, over at Bruley, his son, I believe, also committed to Arkansas Monticello for football over the weekend. Yep, Cody Loop uh, is a UAM commitment. He's signing on Wednesday. He was deciding between some football offers and some preferred walk-on offers on the basketball side. Congratulations to the Loop family. Cody Loop is going to UAM as well. Getting another couple of local kids. You know, the, the, uh-huh. the Loops live out in Bruley, but that's local ties. He's a Thibodeau guy. They're getting a good one, man. Uh, so kudos to Coach Jackson and the staff there. I haven't seen him play football, but I know he can play basketball. He can definitely get something somewhere if he wanted to in basketball. But uh, congratulations, man. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk a little Nichols basketball, and then we'll talk about you know some other things that happened in the world of sports over the weekend. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. News alert from Golden Motors. 2.9% APR financing for 72 months on all 2023 and 2024 15 Silverado models for qualifying customers through GM Financial. These great deals are good through March 4th on all 2023 and 2024 1,500 Silverado models. Golden Motors, Highway 3235, on the back road and cutoff. Chevy, let's drive together. Price is priority. Not compatible with any other incentives. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Performance Automotive and Accessories is your stop for lifts, rims, tires, and all your mechanical and maintenance needs. Our in-house mechanics are ready to keep you rolling. Before you buy tires and rims online, let us put a package together for you. We have alignment and tire equipment to do the job right. Call us first. Performance Automotive and Accessories, 985-798-RIMS. That's 985-798-7467. Again, 985-798-7467. If you are looking for something to do tonight and you're not in town to go to the LCO and Golden Metagame, but let's say you live in, I don't know, Homa or the Thibodeau area, uh, you go on and catch the Nichols Colonels men's basketball team. They're taking on Northwestern State Monday night, or tonight, rather, inside Stouffer Gymnasium tip-off schedule for 6.30. Or if you're saying, hey, you know, I, I want to be a hermit today. I don't feel like leaving the house. You could catch it on ESPN+. Plus. I'll be one half of the broadcast team there. The Colonels are partner six and two in the Southland. Northwestern State four and five in the Southland. 
The Colonels got a home victory on Saturday, uh, took care of business against HCU. Uh, man, this is a basketball team that whenever last season ended and Coach Clunch made the decision to move on, Kind of late, as remember he had missed the first wave of you know trying to become a head coach somewhere else, so he left kind of late in the game. And then you look at the stats from Nichols last year, and you see that okay, well, Caleb Huffman was your leading scorer. He's playing professional basketball. Latrell Jones was your second leading scorer. He's playing professional basketball. Merrick Nelson was your third leading scorer. He was a senior. Micah Thomas is back, but he's been hurt all year. That's your fourth leading scorer. Manny Little's your fifth leading scorer, is playing professional basketball. Pierce Spencer, your sixth leading scorer, transferred to a different school. Amir Paul, your seventh leading scorer, transferred to a different school. You have to replace your top seven scores from last year. Your leading returning scorer was Jalen White, who averaged four points a game. I think everybody would have understood if this would have been a rebuilding year. I think everybody would have understood if the Colonels took a big step back and finished 12-20 and 20 or whatever and struggled through Southland Conference play, knowing that, hey, not only do you have a first-year coach, you have a first-year coach who's going to have to change the entire roster. But Coach Sadler and his staff never got that memo that this team was supposed to struggle because they're now 6-2 and two in the league. They got a big win against Houston Christian on Saturday, 83-73. to They're winning close competitive overtime games. Saturday was a game that I don't think they even ever trailed, so they won a more conventional victory there. You got guys coming off the bench like Byron Ireland on Saturday, led the team in scoring with 23 points off the bench. Caressi off the bench, three blocks, eight points, flying around the court. Strander gave you 20 big minutes on Saturday, so you got a former walk-on stepping up. Jamal West and Deontay Smith are probably your two best players. It is amazing to think. Everybody and their mom thought that Nichols was going to be down on the men's side this year, and they're not. Coach Sadler is doing an outstanding job, and it doesn't get talked about enough because we talk about Will Wade and, and McNeese so doggone much. But Coach Sadler's come in and has done an unbelievable job in his first season to have this team six and two in the league, playing to get to seven and two tonight. That's great work, man. Uh, you're exactly right because when he first got the job, a lot of talk was like, "Oh man, they're gonna struggle." They're gonna for all the the reasons you mentioned. They're like, "Oh, they're gonna struggle." And you're right; they did not get the memo. That staff has done one heck of a job. To be six and two in this league right here, it's tremendous, and uh, he's just getting started. That's the the thing about it. It, it, He's gonna have a a full recruiting season coming, and he's they're doing it the right way. They're in the local community. They go to schools. They are visible. That makes a difference with this school, and. It's, it's just getting started. And, man, when they play McNeese at home, whenever that's going to happen in a couple of weeks or so. 12 days. Get ready. They got a huge stretch coming up. And the reason why I wanted to do a segment is to let you guys know, hey, man, they're going to they're gonna need some community help here. Tonight they're facing Northwestern State. You know what? I'll go log on to the fan duels and I'll tell you. They're favored, but they're not going to be decisively favored. I'll tell you what the line for that game is. 
And then I'll actually tell you a joke about Saturday's game when it pertains to Vegas. Northwestern State won't be a gimme, but it's a game that the Colonels will be favored to win. Then after that, they are going to Lamar, a team that beat you in overtime in Stouffer earlier this year. That's going to be a big challenge. And by the way, Nichols is a five-point favorite tonight. After and I know what you can say, you joke, because I, I watched the end. There you I, go. I do remember that now. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, you're at Lamar after this on Saturday. They're one of the upper teams in the conference. Then you're home next Monday, one week from tonight, against A&M Corpus Christi in a game that is going to be huge. Corpus Christi's the defending champions of the league. Then the following Saturday, McNeese is coming to town. That's Will Wade. That's the villains of the conference right now. That place needs to be shaking when McNeese comes to town. February 17th. I'm telling you all right now, I'm personally inviting everybody that listens. Come watch Nichols play McNeese. McNeese is a really good basketball team. Will Wade is still kind of a titty baby on the bench during the games. He got a big technical foul Saturday that really cost his team. The Colonels play with a lot of energy. They're going to need community support. Let's make that a crazy atmosphere on the 17th. Saturday, February 17th, no excuses. Mardi Gras will be over. Come support the Colonels against McNeese. Yes. That's going to be a great game. And Will Wade still complaining. That's a shocker. He got a big technical foul Saturday that cost his team late. Good for him. <laughs> he was whining and crying. He should have got thrown out. If it would have been anybody other than Will Wade, he would have got thrown out. But he did get a big technical foul that cost his team against Southeastern. Um, so you talk about the ending to Saturday's game. And, boy, I, look, this didn't affect me. I, di- I didn't bet on the game. I don't know anybody who did. Nichols was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against HCU. Nichols is leading 81 to 73 with like 10 seconds left. Coach Cottrell of HCU, who by the way, shout out to him. He's been there 33 years. That's that's unbelievable. 500 plus wins. Mid-major coaching legend. Nobody knows who he is, but he's never coached at a big school, but he's a 33-year coach at HCU. That's unbelievable. He's telling them, hey, back up. Let him dribble it out there up eight. One kid doesn't get the memo. <laughs> Goes and hammers McNeese's guard. Or McNeese hammers Nichols's guard with like three or four seconds left. He calmly stands up, makes both free throws, and you go from if you're Nichols better losing your bet to winning your bet based on a garbage foul. Jack and I were singing on the broadcast. These are big free throws for a lot of people. Ah, oh, brutal. If you had the Colonels, you're celebrating. If you had HCU, you're vomiting on the floor. Brutal, brutal beat, and I got a feeling because SVP does on SportsCenter his bad beats on Mondays. I got a feeling we'll be seeing that on no, bad it's, beats. It's got to be. That has to be one of them. <laughs> that is it's like what are you doing? Absolutely brutal. But the Colonels took advantage of it and uh, and made it happen. Let's talk about North Carolina and Duke. They played this weekend, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna brag or anything. I, I am a North Carolina fan. It was a really good game. Um, North Carolina was kind of in control throughout, um, and then they separated late, got a 93-84 to win. I really think that North Carolina has a shot to win the national championship this year. And the reason why I think that, dude, it, you watch them, them play. They're men. Like, they've got 24- and 25-year-olds, 5th- and 6th-year seniors. Like, they're men. 
And when they run into teams like Duke, who are a little less experienced, a lot of McDonald's All-Americans, a lot of freshmen, they just kind of bully you. And I think now with this COVID stuff where people got free years and whatever, I think it benefited some teams. North Carolina is going to be tough to knock out because, dude, they're they're grown-ass adults. Baycott's like 24 years old. He should be in his second or third year in the NBA still playing college basketball. It's going to be hard to beat that team just because of all the experience they have, man. I agree, and especially this year, it's so wide open. I mean, any number of what you could probably a top 10 teams can win it. It's just there's no clear-cut favor right now. You would think uh, Purdue would be up there, but you go in the pack, they choke every year. So I wouldn't put money on them. Are you ready to give some flowers to your boy Nate Oates? Alabama's in first place in the SEC all by themselves right now. Man, it, it, that's amazing. But uh, He replaced his entire coaching staff. They, uh, they got rid of um, the guy who helped the murder. He went to the NBA um, to be 8-1 and one in the league. Look, man, that's impressive. That's really, really good stuff from them. Well, all it, it, Alabama, if they shoot the three ball well, they're going to compete. And they want to get out of transition. And they want to play up tempo. They want to score 100 points a game. And if, if they can do that, but I just – it's frustrating to watch them because they can get out the big leads and they just daydream for a little bit and just turn the ball over. And they, last year, I know they struggled to close out games. It was tough for them. Uh, I just think Nate Oates, and I said it last week or the week before, that he might be done after this year because his conduct kind of, you know, he touch should another have been player, suspended yeah, it, yeah. touch another player or whatever he did. And, uh, He's uh he's on the verge, Jim. He, he that fine line he lives on. Yep. Uh he's got an assistant coach that we're familiar with, um, who's gonna help him on the recruiting trail, but he kinda could stray off the reservation a little bit too at times. So it's an interesting time out there in Alabama. He won't get high school kids for him, but <laughs> LSU got a big win on the men's side, ninety five to seventy four. Arkansas's a wreck, man. I was why Arkansas's terrible. They're coming off of a year where they made a big push. Yep. I thought Coach Musselman had things going there. They're bad. They're eleven and eleven, two and seven in the league. LSU five hundred in the league, man. Twelve and nine. Coach McMahon doing a good job. I really think that if this team would have had Jalen Cook the whole way, a lot of these early season losses to Nichols and to Dayton and some, they would have won some of these games. And I think we'd be looking at this team all different. But can't go back and change time. But LSU's playing pretty well right now. They're in the middle of the SEC. Considering you were at the bottom last year, to be in the middle now is pretty good growth. I think LSU might be coming up a tough stretch now in the SEC. Brutal. At Tennessee later this week, home against Alabama. Yeah, it's brutal. You still got Kentucky coming up. It's it's, it's going to get real tough. Let's see how they fare within those games. But you still, coming from last season or this season, you have to like their position right now. The women's basketball team soared yesterday, got a big old win against Florida, scored a zillion points, 100-plus points or whatever. Mulkey was doing the Mulkey at the end of the game and was being vocal and outspoken and talking to the media. Um, I I can't help but hide from the fact that I, this reminds me so much of the LSU baseball team. They look bored at times during the season. They got so much doggone talent, they could very easily still win the national championship 
doesn't even really matter where they get into the tournament. Like if they're a three seed of four, they could beat anybody. They almost beat South Carolina the other day. They could also fall asleep at the wheel and lose to anybody and get upset. But I don't think the seed really even matters, man. We know the talent they got. They could play with anybody. No, because it's all neutral sites, right? Yeah. And Well, the first two rounds you could be at home potentially, but they wouldn't be a low enough seed to have to go play at somebody else's gym. Yeah, and then uh, wherever they played it, LSU faithful are going. 12 grand in the PMAC yesterday. 12,000 people for a game against 2-6 and six Florida. That's that's good stuff. You know, and the uh, this – the seeding could be a factor. Maybe not so much for LSU, but where are other teams? Like, where is South Carolina going to play? Will, will they have to face a big opponent before potentially, like last year, meeting up with LSU? Uh, we'll see. But yeah, but LSU can beat anyone in the country. There's no doubt about that. Angel Reese yesterday, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Michaela Williams at 21. Haley Van Lith, 21. Um, Morrow, 18. Del Rosario, 11. Floje Johnson, 10. The big, excuse me, the big key to this team is going to be Haley Van Lith. Uh, She was the transfer guard from Louisville. She was a shooting guard at Louisville. They've tried to make her a point guard, and it's, it's not been a seamless transition. But in the last few weeks, she started to play better. If she continues to play at this level, it's very similar to what happened or what's happening with the Clippers in the NBA. Harden and Russ early, yeah, they weren't really gelling all that well together. But now I think they're starting to figure some things out in Los Angeles, much like they are in Baton Rouge. Van Lith to me is the X factor. If she uh, plays at a high level, they're going to be tough. I agree hundred percent. I think she's the key. If she plays and shoots the ball well from the ups the outside, they will be tough to beat. Yeah, no pretty doubt. much. I, I don't. I would almost go in the verge and say impossible to beat because they have the inside game, and if she can score from the outside and just even from the off guard position, command that team. Uh, I think they're tough. She got to do what Alexis Morris did last year during the NCAA tournament, which was be incredible. Um, let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the Pro Bowl, which was yesterday. I actually thought there was some stuff there that I kind of liked. Um, we'll talk about that in the next segment. We'll also talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, a little bit about Taylor Swift. She won some Grammys last night. I'm sure that fired you up, Coach Colley. Oh, I, I got some thoughts on the Grammys. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this on KLEB. The Balcony Restaurant, known for great steaks and quality seafood dishes, is open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 and 5 to 8.30 night. The Balcony Restaurant features a daily lunch buffet. And on Friday, buffet opens for lunch and supper. They also have ball seafood nightly. The Balcony Restaurant, located in La Rose at 16550 Highway 1. For a great meal, call the Balcony Restaurant at 693-3368. That's 693-3368. For the best meal, it's the Balcony. Duck Fab Incorporated is your first choice for professional HVAC duct system. From project concept, design, drafting, to production and installation. DuckFab prides itself in serving all of your HVAC system needs from residential, commercial, municipalities, and industrial marine and land-based facilities. DuckFab is there to serve Gulf Coast and River Region with its locations in Homa and Hazelhurst, Mississippi. DuckFab, 352 Equity Boulevard, Homa, Louisiana, 985-876-3400. DuckFab. 
Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Wrestling has more than one royal family. This is the best theme song in wrestling right now. Um, this is Cody Rhodes. That's what I was going to guess. Did you see what happened to Cody Rhodes on Friday? No. The Rock is back, and Cody is not challenging Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because The Rock is challenging Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which has led to a firestorm of fans complaining on social media Oh, we want Cody. We want Cody to finish the story. We want Cody versus Roman, blah, 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 blah. Folks, let's see it play out. There's still nine weeks until WrestleMania. This stuff could change. Maybe they're giving you a bait and switch, but it does look like we're getting Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania, Cody versus Seth Rollins for the other championship at WrestleMania. For me, who's a big fan of The Rock, who grew up with The Rock. I'm super excited to see him face his real-life little cousin, Roman Reigns. And for the fans that are um, hyperventilating over this decision, relax, man. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, don't they have a Thursday interview? Thursday, showdown in Las Vegas. The Rock's going to go ahead and pull a muscle. They're going to try and fight. He'll pull a muscle. He'll be out, and Cody Rhodes back in. Do, do y'all think that – I got a theory. Um, <laughs> I think since Triple H has taken over, I don't think they test for steroids anymore, bro. <laughs> Have you seen some of these dudes <laughs> lately? The Rock looks like a refrigerator. Randy Orton came back and looks like – like, and I guess it leads to a, a, a thing is that why should they have ever tested for it? Who cares if their performance is enhanced? It's not a real sport. Movie what? stars movie stars do HGH. They, Sylvester Stallone has openly said, when I was doing Rocky movies, I do HGH. It's not a real sport. Who not cares? a real sport? Yeah. It, oh, never thought I'd hear that from you. I mean, the outcome is predetermined. Who cares if Randy Orton is doing HGH to get stronger? Who? They, it's not like he's really beating the uh, beating up his opponent. The outcome's predetermined. Tell that to, uh, is it Hitman Hart? Since <laughs> Shawn <laughs> Michaels, tell him oh, that. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Jameis Winston would, was asked today on Pardon My Take why he does the celebration where he eats his fingers before the game. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. eating the W. Jameis Winston said, and I quote, the first four letters of my name spells out wins, W-I-N-S. T-O-N. Is there anybody that's a bigger bozo than Jameis Wentz? Nope. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis. Yeah. Oh, the last four letters of my last name spells out wins. From 
Watching you play, Jameis. It's working for him. No, look, they also got I-N-T in your last name, (laughs) um, Uh. which I think makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, the last four letters of your name spell out wins. All right, bro, I got you. Maybe he should eat the I-N-T and keep the wins. Uh, Let's talk about the Pro Bowl. Um, The NFC won the Pro Bowl yesterday, but they actually lost the flag football game but because they had built up points in the other stuff they win 64 to 59 baker mayfield wins the mvp of the pro bowl which i don't even know how he made the pro bowl but that's neither here nor there you saw the defensive mvp i did not who who won davis from the Saints. oh nice okay nice um so here's my thing dude i rather what we're doing now than what we did before, which is fooling the fans into thinking it would be a real football game when it's not and we're playing two-hand touch. I like to see some of the competitions that they did. I thought the long snapping competition was cool. I think the quarterback accuracy competition was cool. The tug-of-war was pretty neat. Even the flag football game was okay. Um, But I don't know that I would be like paying money to go to Orlando to see that. Uh, as a fan, what were your thoughts, man? Like, is this better than what we used to have? I think it is, because I don't think anything could be worse than what we used to have. But. It's uh, way better, a lot better than what they used to have. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I, I wasn't going to watch it, flipping channels. I've seen it. So let me just check this out. Uh, some of the skills competition you just mentioned were pretty good. Uh, then, like, the ones out of jumping out of, the air to catch a ball before hitting the water out of a boat, passing whatever that stuff that could have gone, gone without that. But uh, yeah, and one thing I, I just uh, I, I like where you know Peyton and Eli's mic'd up, but if they could have just turned Ray Lewis's mic uh, off, your boy Ray Lewis that just complains the whole time. All he did was complain about the officials. You can't do this, this and that. Let's just be quiet. It's the Pro Bowl. Have fun. Yeah. Ray Lewis was a bit much, Um, which leads to a bigger conversation. And I saw Rob Gronkowski talking about this on Twitter this morning. Not this summer, because we do have the Olympics this coming summer in France. But the following cycle, four years after that in, what, 2028? I don't know where the Olympics will be. We're making flag football an Olympic sport. And several NFL players have already come out and said, hey, sign me up. I want to do this. Bro, does the rest of the world know what they're getting themselves into? (laughs) Like, no one else plays football but us. Can you imagine Team USA if you have Mahomes at quarterback, uh, Christian McCaffrey at running back, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, you know, all the Betais, Kelsey, whoever. Well, Kelsey would be old by then, but whoever. All the defensive backs we have, all the linebackers we have. Bro, when we're facing, like, South Africa, we're going to beat the hell out of those teams. You talk about the 1992 Dream Team being the team that was in challenge and rolled through everybody. We're going to beat the snot out of everybody at flag football, man. It's going to be gross what those guys are going to do. And I think it's going to be a physical because in the Pro Bowl, you got the running backs catch a ball. They might slow down before the defense comes up to them. In the Olympics, they might run them over. Yes. It ain't going to be pretty. No. That is going to be a very 
lopsided gold medal win for the United States, and I can't wait to see it because, yes, there are going to be some, uh, some guys getting their ankles snapped pretty heavily. The Pels are home tonight against the Toronto Raptors. They are an 11-point favorite. The Raptors are kind of tanking. They've traded some pieces away. Um, the trade deadline is Thursday. New Orleans is rumored to be somewhat active, maybe not for a star, maybe for a piece or two here or there. Do you expect New Orleans to make some moves before Thursday's trade deadline? I think they have to. I don't think that they're as good as the best teams are. I think they have to try to shake a little something up. Or are you expecting to see them make a move before Thursday's deadline? Yeah, I, I think so. But uh, they may be getting rid of a fan's favorite or so, but it is what it is. Trying to improve your team, that's what you need to do. down. That's what good teams do down the straight. Man, try to improve your team as you go. Just don't stay status quo and think that things are going to change on its own. And, uh, yeah, I, th I think they're going to be active. Are you excited about Kubiak with the Saints, bro? It looks like that's the guy. He was the quarterback's coach with the 49ers or passing game coordinator or whatever the hell. I think Greasy's actually the quarterback's coach. I think he's the passing game coordinator. Uh, uh, are you excited? Considering what it could have been, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, give him some time. Let's see what's going to happen. Uh, they got rid of Doug Marone, offensive line. Oh, hey, man. Uh, they got out of a bunch of offensive uh, assistants. So let's see who they'll bring in and uh, let, let's give them some time and and see. But it's um, considering what it, it could have been, yes, it, it's a positive right now. I was reading on social media that apparently a lot of league executives were surprised that they didn't hire John Gruden. The expectation around the league was that it was going to be Gruden. Wonder what happened there. You think it was a money dispute? Do you think it, like it has think, to be something with his his NFL suit? Do you think that yeah, the NFL said, "Hey, bro, um, for the sake of you guys getting fairly officiated in the next several yeah, well, years, you guys bet, might not want to hire this guy." Well, I think before he can be hired, he has to drop the suit. So I I don't think if he wasn't willing to do it, or what it could be, I think this. I might have read this somewhere as where the suit's going to come up in March and it may be over, so the Saints might hire him after that March, I guess, as a consultant. or So it's not, I don't think it's a done deal with Gruden, but they want to let this court case play out first. So a shout-out before we wrap up to Central Lafouche's eight-year-old um, bitty basketball team. They won first place in the AA bracket of their home tournament this weekend. Shout out to St. Bernard, um, who won the U10 tournament at the Cutoff Youth Center. The Jolly Twins, the world-famous Jolly Twins. Got to see them live and in person. They're incredible. My God, are they incredible for their age. Um, shout out to Prairieville for winning the AA bracket at the Cutoff Youth Center. Do you know who Prairie, who's running Prairieville's bitty program? It's a guy from the Bayou. You might or might not know him. Vu Fan is running oh, the yeah. Prairieville yeah. program. Uh, doing a good job there with those folks. And one thing that I got to say, I didn't get a chance to go to the other local tournament out in Lockport, but I did go to the tournament yesterday at Cutoff Youth Center. Biddy tournaments are historically known for running late and delays, and the championship game was scheduled to start at 4. It started at 3.50. Wow. So Damien and the crew there did a wonderful job. It was a great event, great food. Everybody had a good time, and it was, good. It was really cool to see it being done the right way. So kudos to them. We've got a couple of minutes. Yeah, what's up? You mentioned some before to break the Grammys. Oh, yes, yes, I forgot, yes. The greatest musician in the history of music, Miss Taylor Swift, wins two more Grammys last night. 
and I'm only halfway being facetious when I say that, but I am a Swifty now. Uh, she wins Album of the Year. She won something else. I don't remember what the other thing is. She announced yesterday that she's also launching another album in April. So if it's possible to become a trillionaire, she's probably going to become one in April. Uh, but you said that you watched the Grammys and had some thoughts. Um, first, I was surprised as hell to hear that you watched them. But, yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts as, as well, you watched the Grammys yesterday? The first thing, I have no gripe with Taylor Swift winning. Uh, I just wish in her speech at the end she would have put a Go Chiefs in there. Slide and, that in yeah, there. Yeah, and just see the reaction. Um, a couple of them, their speeches were just like, be quiet. Did you see that someone who just had won a Grammy apparently had a warrant for their arrest and the police no, showed up see. and arrested yeah. his ass <laughs> yeah. right after winning the trophy? What a clown. Well, what a clown. But come on, man. Like, the cops going to wait until it's over. They have to yeah, show up yeah. in the, like, Yeah, for everybody to see. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> what are but we doing? My, my biggest gripe with last night was that how in the world can Miley – Cyrus win two awards, I think it was, and Jelly Roll don't get nothing? <laughs> I never thought I'd be having this conversation with you. Miley, so you're not big on Miley Cyrus, but you're a Jelly Roll guy? Yeah, man. His songs he put out late, that's pretty good. Okay. I, look. And, and look, his story and... and yeah. Miley Cyrus looks like she's having an identity crisis, does it not? She doesn't look all that well. She looks like someone you'd see riding a bike on the side of the road. like in Galilee. Yeah, in some of her comments, she forgot, didn't want to forget this, but forgot, oh, I forgot something else. It's crazy. Yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, we're not going to go there. But, uh, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Look at you man, getting some culture watching you, the Grammy. You're not a Jelly Roll fan? Yeah, I am. I'm just surprised that you're a Jelly Roll fan. No, I, I'm with you. I'm, yeah, I agree I mean, with I, you. That's good music. How can he not win something? I don't, I don't know. I don't think he won anything. Nothing that was televised. I know they handed out some awards before the, the show went on the air, but nothing that was televised for sure. Um, the best part of the Grammys to me, is the fact that when they're finished, my damn Clippers could go back to L.A. and play. They've been on the no. road for the last month because of the damn Grammys. They got the last game of their road trip tonight against Atlanta. We'll finally be able to get back home. Did you see what your boy LeBron did a couple nights ago? Oh, didn't we talk about it? He's, uh... He, uh, well, he's kind of been leaking that he wants a trade, and then they, but oh, no. that, that, that's... Um, the other night, LeBron's getting disgruntled, right? He's getting frustrated, and he's not happy. <laughs> Go figure, LeBron wouldn't be happy with something happening within his organization. They played the Knicks over the weekend, won 113-105. to He walked off the court, wrapped with a, you know, his head and his neck and his back covered in a New York Knicks towel, which a lot of folks are saying is his way of saying, at the end of the year, L.A., bye-bye, I'm going to New York. I'm opting out of my deal. Y'all didn't do right by me. Y'all didn't give me all the players that I want. Adios, amigo. Dude, he got a coach fired a couple years after winning the championship. Darwin Ham's about to get fired now. Could you imagine the stress of having to coach this dude, knowing that on any given second you could be on the hot seat and there's nothing you could do about it? Man, I'll move on from him. Going to wrap myself in a uh, in a play-by-play towel and head on out here tonight. <laughs> Golden Meadow and LCO, five o'clock, roughly a little after five. Y'all be on the air. I'll be at Nickel State University. Go Lions. Go Dogs. We wish best of luck to both. Tomorrow, 
We'll tell you about that game and set the scene for what should be a very busy and very important Tuesday in the high school basketball scene. And hopefully we get more of those soccer dates on that bracket so we can keep you guys alert there as well. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the day. You've been listening to Play by Play. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.